This episode of Landmine Radio is sponsored by Dittman Research. Do you know what the most valuable thing in the world is? High-quality information. Because high-quality information informs much better decision-making. Dittman Research has been providing high-quality information to Alaska's leading businesses, organizations, and campaigns for 50 years. Do you really know what Alaskans think about your company or your issue? How about your clients, your shareholders, or your employees? So stop fumbling around in the dark. Hire Dittman Research and find out what's really going on. DittmanResearch.com Okay, folks, back, uh, joined by my buddy Scott McMurrin here via Zoom. How you doing, Scott? Doing well, thanks. Tra- travel, I call you the travel guru because it's incredible to me and the folks that read your stuff, how many deals you're aware of. What's your, Now, yeah. what's your business, uh, Travelgram? Yeah, Alaska Travelgram. It's the, it's the email travel newsletter that I put out once a week, and it's got all kinds of steals and deals. And then we also have, I got to tell you, since we're talking deals, I also do the Alaska Tour Saver, which is a coupon book, a travel coupon book for Alaska. So go to toursaver.com. You know, like we have a 25% discount on Alaska Airlines this year. Wow. Which is really good. And the Alaska Travelgram, too, you can sign up for that and get your weekly updates, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about about a couple things today. One, um, obviously, I want to go into the deals and all the flights this summer, which I think are pretty incredible. But um, also, I want to talk about... um, you know, we last time we did this was I think it was over a year ago, but maybe the impact of COVID on the airline industry and what you know what that's been like, you know, nationwide, worldwide, and then here in Alaska specifically with Alaska Airlines, I guess, and some of the other yeah. airlines. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, the the effect of COVID has been devastating. I mean, it's taken multiple billions of bailout dollars to kind of shore up the. Uh, uh, the airline business, and that really doesn't take into account the hospitality sector, mm-hmm. which is huge. I mean, the rental car companies, the hotels, the airport concessions, all these, you know, this massive sector, in fact, the tourism sector, which I'm a part of, um, has been it has been really, really hit hard. I just got back from Palm Springs last, last week, um, and I got a, one of those good deals from Juno. A one-way ticket for like 400 bucks and then i got a miles ticket but there was there was like no rental cars available and it wasn't just palm springs it's vegas it's phoenix um, why i've heard, I've heard different reasons i've heard you know the, they sold a bunch of the inventory i've heard you know finding employees has been challenging i don't know do you have any insight into the rental car situation it's very difficult to find a find a reasonable car i mean uh talking to people who are coming up here in in june and like the best deal i could find was over at Avis downtown, not at the airport, for over a hundred dollars a day, actually ninety dollars a day. The only the only um, rental cars at all of Palm Springs, we and I looked all around, not just Palm Springs, were these like cargo vans for you know four days no. for like two grand or something. These big fifteen yeah. passenger vans. And, oh, um, va- the vans, yeah. That's all that was, that's all that I could find. Crazy. So, so with the COVID, um, I want to ask you this. Now, I heard there's um, Americans doing the Dreamliner, Dallas to uh, Anchorage, correct? Yeah. So, so Jeff, the reason for that, <clears throat> these, like last summer, the Dreamliner was reserved for Chicago, Shanghai, mm-hmm. but Hello it didn't operate, so it actually came up here. 
So, so as part of the reason, and I've heard this, I wanted to see if, if you knew, is it, is it, you know, because I don't know if there's going to be a full flight from Dallas to Anchorage and the Dreamliner or Chicago to Anchorage. Is part of that just keeping, they got these loans and they want to keep the thing going, they have to fly? Is that is that part of the reason or are they just trying to expand destinations and, and you know, more revenue? Well, they're, they're, I mean, if they can, I don't know how the loads are, but um, when my friends came up from, from Chicago, I mean, the plane was full, you know? So there's a lot of demand. I don't know what it's gonna look like, you know, on those particular flights. Clearly they, they want to sell every seat, mm -hmm. you know, so. And we talked about this before in, in the last podcast and I know it's based on the algorithm and all these things, but sometimes, you know, you can fly to, you know, you can fly to LA cheaper than you can fly to Seattle. From Anchorage, you can fly to the East Coast cheaper than you can fly to Vegas, and, and, and maybe talk a little bit about—I mean, the, those kind of weird things that happen sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that's called uh, hidden city or point beyond ticketing. It's a—it's a good trick. <clears throat> right now, you don't really need it because the fares are so dirt cheap. I mean, I mean, earlier this week—well, last week, last week—it was fifty-nine bucks from Anchorage to Seattle. Wow, I saw, I saw, I saw that. Yeah. I mean, like right now, from Fairbanks to Seattle, it's fifty nine dollars. From Juneau to Seattle, it's seventy nine dollars. How do you account for these? Is it just a low demand, or is it what's what's going? It seems so low. It seems almost not even profitable. It's um, it's spite and malice between Delta and Alaska. And this has happened in the, we've seen this in the past too, right? We've seen Delta come up. We've and seen do, it for the last seven years. Yeah. In summertime, it seems to get more competitive. Well, summertime, yes, but it's been all, all year now. It's, it's, it's a pattern. So to talk a little bit about the summer, because I was already looking at some a little curious reading your stuff and looking at some deals. I mean, I see some Anchorage to Vegas nonstop, 150 bucks. I've seen some LA Not flights, 200 bucks nonstop. T tell us about some of the deals this summer. All, all over the to, anchorage to Portland, a hundred bucks. Now that's only through the end of May right now, mm -hmm. but I predict low fares all summer long because of this competition, not just Alaska and Delta, but now we've got American and United sun country and now frontier coming up from Denver. So you're going to have a lot of, a lot of downward pressure on the fares. So as um, I'm MVP Gold, I'm a very kind of loyal Alaska uh, customer. I love Alaska Airlines. Now I'm willing to, if I'm looking at flights from here to wherever, I always want to fly Alaska first, and I'm willing to pay a little bit extra, always, um, even maybe maybe a decent amount extra because of the mileage accrual and I got my status. But at what at what point do people? And I'm sure it depends on kind of your income level. But at some point, people are just going to say, "Well, man, if 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 this other airline's half the price, they're probably going to go with that one." So there's always a segment, um, there's always a segment <clears throat> of the population that if it's a dollar cheaper, they're going to go with them. Mm -hmm. If they're biting their knees and the seats are really tight and the flight attendants are mean, it doesn't matter. It's like, I'm not going to pay a lot for that muffler. <clears throat> so there's always that category. <clears throat> but then, <clears throat> excuse me, then there's the next category. They just don't care. You know, they only, they fly infrequently or, you know, the, it's not a big 
deal. So, so or maybe they're new to the state. Maybe they're maybe they're loyal customers of the other airline from somewhere else. Maybe they're coming inbound. You know, and then there's, um, you know, then then there's incentives that the other airlines put out there to try and you know lure you away. And so you know they they work the dial back and forth, and well, then, sorry, I gotta say is is you know I hit MVP gold last year and then it carried over this year because of the COVID with Alaska Airlines. But you know I, I I pretty much almost always now get the upgrade to the premium, or I'll just maybe pay for it. That premium, I tell you what, that is I don't know that seems like that wasn't around forever. That's a newer, feels like relatively newer. Maybe just for me, but it's just that little extra few inches. Is so nice. I mean, it's you know, so it good. Be, it used to be the exit row aisle. That was that was like the cream of the crap, you know. But mm-hmm. now they kind of boosted the legroom, and so for tall guys like me, it really makes a difference. I got on the second leg back from Palm Springs from Seattle to Anchorage. I got the first class up, upgrade, and I haven't ridden first for, you know, for flown that much last year. But God, that's nice. I mean, I, I can almost understand why. I know some people, you know, wealthier friends of mine. That's just they buy it. They, they they can't go back, you know. You can't <laughs> you do that so long. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's true. So so let me give you another crazy fare right now. If you want to go to New York, it's like it's a hundred and five bucks. Which airline? Um, even you can go on Alaska for less than one hundred and twenty dollars one way. So two fit now, two. Now that's yeah. keep in mind that's you know saver. So I I never buy a saver. Ticket. Yeah, can, can can you talk a little bit about because I buy I never I've never bought the saver because I click on it and I've never delved that much into it. But it seems like if you buy the saver, which is usually you know thirty bucks or fifty bucks cheaper or whatever, that it it doesn't it, it you lose your ability to upgrade or maybe get Correct. some. So, so who buy like talk about the saver a little bit, especially if you have a status with Alaska. Saver, you know, people again, people who are super price sensitive. Jeff, if I was buying tickets for my kids, which actually they usually fly on my miles, mm-hmm. but if I'm buying them, I'm buying them a saver ticket. They're young. They can sit in back by the potty. It's okay with me. So the saver's kind of towards the back. You're probably getting on last. You're not going to get the up, upgrade um, like you would if you have a stat, you know, if you're in regular fare. You still get, if you're Club 49, you still get two bags free. Okay. Okay, and if you're MVP goal, then you can board early. Even on the saver? Yes. Now, what about, now, last time we talked, uh, this was, must have been before the COVID, we did the, you had that thing to Bolivia, which I didn't, I actually, I actually didn't believe you. It was like $700 round trip to Bolivia less through Florida. That. Remember that? It was, less, it was less San Luis, San Luis something, something. I didn't believe you. And I looked it up and I said, oh my God. So do you have any, inter- I mean, now the international is starting to pick up a little bit, um, is, is, is is Condor coming back to Anchorage? The Iceland Air. What are the options for the international tra- travel? Iceland Air, no. Eurowings, no. Condor is hedging their bets now. Um, this afternoon, the New York Times um, talked with the top EU people and said that they were on a, on a track to allow vaccinated Americans into Europe this summer. Okay, I, I think I so, heard, heard something about that. Yeah, so so if that's the case, then Condor probably will ramp up. Now, I mean, there's a lot of ifs there. 
you know, it's a verif you got to have a verifiable vaccine. So is that a vaccine e-passport? You know, it's certainly not going to be the paper card as a standalone document. Mm -hmm. You know, probably not. So, um, but um, Iceland Air is out. Air Canada is out. Yakutia Air, of course, our flights over to Russia. That's my favorite. Out. Yeah, that's my, my favorite yeah. one. <clears throat> out. Um, although I talked with Mark, he said he would spool it up if, you know, if, if, first of all, there's no visas being issued between Russia and the U.S. right now. See, I've got, I've actually, I've actually got a three-year visa that I got a year ago, so I'm. Well, you're if, good. Then, if, they're, then, if they're open, I'm good. Yeah, then you could go. Anyway, um, and you know, I mean, I there's there's some deals to Cancun for less than two hundred bucks, one way. But I'm not pushing that because Cancun is a doggone super spreader event, hmm. you know. And so that's I'm you know I'm a little conscientious about that. What about Hawaii? Hawaii is not on sale because everybody knows it's no COVID, so everybody's going there. It's six hundred bucks round trip. Have a nice day. I went uh, there. I think you probably saw. I got. I had the COVID. I got a positive test in December. No symptoms. So I had my test to go to Hawaii, and I had to delay it ten days. And um, I ended up getting a. At the time, it was a pretty good deal because I think it was. I flew on New Year's Eve, but I, I bought a miles ticket one way and then a, a cash ticket the other way. But um, I'm sure it's probably similar. It was three months ago. But what what a flawless kind of do your test, go to the, um, you know, you can go to the Beacon, or I think I went to the uh, Capstone, and you just. A little bit of a wait, but once you're in and you just land and you're checked in, and it was very flawless, and it was it was a very great great time. You had a you had a better outcome than me. I was going like a month and a half before that, and I went to Walgreens. They didn't get my test back in time. I can't, really, yeah. See, I went to Capstone and I paid a hundred bucks or something. And, and when yeah. I was there that morning, the first time when I got the positive, it was a Sunday morning. It was very snowy and cold, and a lot of people were go you know you have to do within seventy two hours. So a lot of people were going on that Tuesday flight yeah. so it was scott i waited for like fucking two out two and a half hours in the line i mean there was cars as far back on king street over there as you could go yeah and i mean they, i mean they must have done 10 grand in revenue that day just in those tests i mean it was it was and then when i went back the next day to do another test they i waited again not as long but a couple and then they said well you had a positive you can't test again because i thought maybe it was a fuck i want to go to hawaii yeah false positive yeah well, I don't know if I did or not. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know, but I never had symptoms. But um, what I wanted to ask you too about is this new One World uh, Alliance with Alaska. Now, um, this is a big deal. I think it's a you know this has been around a long time, and a lot of airlines are part of it. But most most, if not all, of the airlines that are part of the One World Alliance, we were already Alaska was already kind of member Miles partners with, right? Um, they had their own bilateral agreements, correct? Like, like mileage partner, but like, what's so, the di so, what's what's the big advantage now with with um, and that's like British Airways, Qantas, Singapore, um, uh, what's the Iberian, Finn, S seven from Russia? I mean, it's a lot of you know airlines. So the big deal is, um, you get common rated, like your MVP gold, so you'd be a sapphire, um, with one world. And that gets you into some lounges and um, it gets you some extra baggage allowance. Um, now, do folks yeah. have to sign up for that? I mean, do you have to, if you're an Alaska MVP or if any other airline to be part of the one world, are you automatically part of it or do you have to sign up for it? I think you're automatically part of it. 
I, mean, I love that I because I, I flew to Russia yeah. a little over a year ago, um, and I flew on British Airways, and they're a, they were a mileage partner. But you know, yeah. I, I thought maybe I I didn't think I'd flown British Airways many years before. I wouldn't have been a, a status, but I thought, oh, maybe there'll be something will extend over, and I'll get get on early, or I'll get an upgrade seat. And it was like I was like way I, in the back. Yeah, it was like I last asked, time. I asked about upgrades. Upgrades are not part of the one world deal <clears throat> at all. So, however, the deal between American and Alaska, um. Now there's some reciprocity where you, where your status as MVP gold counts. Uh, you you'll basically be on the list after about the third or fourth level. Mm -hmm. You know, behind their executive platinum. So don't hold your breath. I wouldn't. No. Now I've heard I've heard. Uh, have you heard about this? I've heard that Alaska might add a hundred thousand. You know, they have MVP MVP gold seventy five k. I've heard this maybe another hundred thousand k level. That is correct. Have you heard of what's what's that's a lot of flying, baby. That's a ton. Yeah, it makes my butt sore just thinking about it. You know, but I mean, I have a friend of mine. Um, he already has <clears throat> this year 115,000 miles in 2021 that's actual butt in seat miles. What is this guy? Is he flying in a global? I mean, that's a lot of flying. Jesus, he, he flies a lot, you know, and uh, um, so he will be one of those people. And, and it's just going to be, you know, the holy grail, Jeff, for frequent flyers, it's upgrades. Yeah. That, that's it. So it's got to be, you know, you get, you get better upgrades. Well, like I said, I mean, I've, I've, I fly, you know, not last year, not much, but I, I tend to fly quite a bit and I go abroad and um, especially one of those 10, 15, you know, I've flown to Australia. I flew with coach and I was down from LA to sydney and um did you go on jetstar or qantas uh i flew on what did i fly on uh when i flew back from australia i flew jetstar to honolulu okay. which is kind of their budget airline it was like what was it it was like 300 bucks five bucks something cheap five, five bucks yeah and then i flew you know miles from uh hawaii to what did i fly down i'm not i'm not fly qantas i flew um I flew it a couple times. I'm trying to think what that was now. I don't even remember what airline it was, but I flew to LA to Auckland first. And then I flew back. I had to go to a wedding. And then I flew, you know, this whole 40 hour ordeal from Sydney to Dominican Republic through LA, New York. It was just miserable. I mean, I landed, I was seeing fa phantoms. I was so, I couldn't sleep in two days, basically. And, um, but that, that LA to Sydney flight is like 15 hours. I just saw a video. Maybe you've heard about this. It's a, uh, the longest flight in the world right now, I think, is New York or maybe New Jersey to um, Qatar, one of those, or Singapore, I think. It's like 19 hours. So uh, Qantas did an experiment, and they flew from New York to Sydney, and it was like a small crew. It was a small, no, it was they flew from London to Sydney. They, they did both. Oh, they, did, they did New York. They did, they did New York, Sydney, and then, and then um, London, Sydney. They did both, and it was okay. right around the same time. But it was like a small group, 50 people and the crew, and they did some experiments on like keeping- They wired them up. They yeah. Yeah, they put little track uh, sensors on their heads and then they, they started with uh, Sydney time and they tried to get people to kind of sleep and, and you know, put them on that. And it probably worked pretty well, but- Project, Project Sunrise. I mean, can you imagine 20 hours? I mean, I've been on a plane for 15 hours, which is, a lot, I mean, 20 yes, hours. Um, Seattle, Seattle, Hong Kong was 15 hours. You know, I did that. 
I mean, it was okay. If if you can kind of, I don't know, if you're in one of those, I've never done the, the long haul, I've, I've traveled abroad a lot, but those business, you know, those seats that lay down or so. Yeah, that, I did that. That's probably great. You just take a little nap. I, have you seen the the video of some of the, the guy that got, uh, they, they let him fly on Qatar, um, Emirates and he was in the pri- private little room with a shower and the bed and the the whole deal. It's like 20 grand one way. Yeah, well, that's 400,000 Alaska Airlines mileage points. One way? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. This is an object lesson. I want you to remember this. The three magic words. Three, three. They're my fingers. Three. We're just doing the audio, so don't. <laughs> three magic words of uh, the frequent flyer. Earn and burn. Because it used to be 100,000. And I had friends of mine who flew Emirates first class from LA to Dubai to Mauritius. Taking the shower, doing the drinks, put the hat on at the bar, everything like that. And uh, did that whole thing. And then after that, overnight, it doubled or quadrupled. No notice. I found that, you know, I think Alaska years ago, um, but Delta as well. I have, you know, American Airlines card, I have some Delta miles, but I found that at some point it just became, it was almost like not even worth it because the prices, the tickets became so high, the mileage tickets. Well, let me tell you something though. Things are, things are heating up. For example, um, from Anchorage to Seattle on Delta, you can go round trip for 8,000 Sky pesos, sky miles. <laughs> wow, well, wow. yeah, eight thousand. That's I, cheap. I miss when Delta used to be an Alaska partner. That kind of they, they coupled that a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, me too. Now, now there was there was a great deal, and as a Juno person, right, I'm here for the session. I'm in Juno right now, and they stopped doing. Maybe I was going to ask you about this. I was buying tickets up until about a, you know three weeks ago, five thousand miles each way. Now yeah. it's twelve and a half. It's it's hard to find really well, anything less than that. Well, you. I looked just the other day, it was 5,000, but it went up and then it went down again. See, I've been looking and it, it was, maybe it's been changed again, but it was definitely, I was actually going to buy one and I went back to go buy it and the next two days later and it was 12, yeah. And I said, what the hell? So I actually texted one of my Alaska Airlines people and they said, well, you know, things change, <laughs> demand changes. That, that's the thing. It changes. I mean, a friend of mine wrote to me about Sitka. They wanted to go to Sitka and they could not find the 5,000 mile deals. So I did the same thing that you did. I sent a note to my friend at, you know, at Alaska Airlines and never did hear back, you know, never did hear back. So, so I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I want to ask you real quick. I'm I'm checking right now. (laughs) I want to ask you real quick in your background there. I don't know if that's a picture or just a virtual, but you have the Western, um, the Western. Yeah. uh, Seven seven oh seven is that the seven seven two seven seven two seven? What's what's it's Alaska airline aviation history is so interesting. I mean, just uh, yeah. And by the way, before I forget, effective May 16, you can fly 5,000 miles Juno Anchorage. <clears throat> so if you're there in Juno, you can come back on May 16. Okay, so up, so up until now, from now to May 16, it's going to be more 12 5. Okay. Now, how did you find that out? Do you have your ways or do you have- I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the availability right now. Okay. I'm on my computer. That's why I wanted to look at, why I wanted to talk to you on the big screen so I could have access to my tools. 
And by the way, let's see, let me just check the outbound from Anchorage. Um, again, imagine, imagine it'd be the same on May 16, 5,000 miles. Before well, that, before that, 12.5. Well, I'm here until um, at least probably the 19th, 20th, because if uh, I don't want to get into the politics too much, but we have the legislative session and it's uh, yeah, already past 90 days and the budget hasn't yeah, really yeah. gone anywhere. You're not so. the star of the show between June and Anchorage, by the I, way. I'm No, I'm not. Uh, um, <laughs> maybe if you want to touch on this situation, this was yesterday, the Alaska Airlines has temporarily banned Senator Reinbold. And um, I did an article on that, but ADN said there's... Um, currently 506 people on on the ban list now is that in your experience higher lower the same as in the past i mean or has the covid contributed to that it's 507 oh so it's one okay well i thought that was (laughs) with with her 506 maybe maybe so so it's i mean i think it's up i never really tracked the do not fly list i mean why you know i mean i guess if i was on it I'd be concerned. Or if I was on a TSA list, you know, I'd be concerned. Remember years ago when Don Young got on the no-fly list and he couldn't get off of it for it took him? It was, it was troublesome. That's the TSA. Yeah, it was like a yeah. same, you know, it was common name, same name, and took him. Yeah. And he's like a congressman and he, he couldn't get off the damn thing. Yeah, for a while. I know. It's, it's a hard deal. And so, you know, that in fact the the when the TSA, this is 20 years ago, when the TSA was born, that was the last big flap that even approaches um what we've seen with the you know mask wars yeah yeah well it's it's really interesting i mean i i see i mean i wear the mask i you know i i don't like to wear it i think a lot of i'm not sure anybody likes to wear it but you know i comply with it um but it is something especially outside and um other places where it seems kind of like i was in california and more than half the people were wearing it outside in palm springs and i just saw the cdc finally is saying you know, look, it doesn't really, you know, it's not going to transmit outside very easily, especially if you're vaccinated. So they might change those policies. But ultimately, you know, these are private companies. And, and it's ironic, especially when it's conservatives who kind of berate private companies for making decisions when oftentimes, you know, they, they defend the market and the ability for companies to make their own decisions. It, it's really unfortunate um, that Senator Reinbold kind of took it to this level, but I regard it pretty much as a weapon of mass distraction. That's you a know, good, yeah, that's a, I, I mean, mean, for me, it's kind of I mean, like, we, I, we have I, so much, we have so much work to do in Juneau, you know, really? I mean, well, from my perspective, you know, I cover this stuff, I'm down here and it's, um, it's gotten to the point over the last, you know, several months with, with her stuff and the committee and the airlines and this, it's like, I hate to cover it. I mean, you, you don't want to not cover it because it's, it's, it's worth covering, but like you said, there's so much, there's budget, there's just federal COVID money, there's just dividend, there's like, all this this tourism issue, the economy, and very little has you know they focus this, this thing's one issue, and then you got the gym, the the, the gym scandal. You know, I'm sure you heard about that wasn't even a thing. It was pong, beer pong. There was no beer pong. There was no beer pong. It was ping pong, basketball, and yes, there was some beers and some trulies. But you know, this turned into this big thing. If if people focus that much energy as they did on trying to, you know, go after some people they didn't like and create it. If they focus that energy on the budget and, and the, the dividend issue and the tourism issue and the COVID issue, I mean, it would probably be done by now. I agree. I, I, I agree. And usually, Jeff, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of, you know, citizen advocate. I typically uh, go down at least once or twice 
during the session to visit with my legislators and other friends of mine who are who are there on the hill to you know work on the issues that are important to me, including tourism. You know those issues are important, and economic development, you know fiscal policy, boring stuff like that. Well, yeah. it's you know it's important stuff. It is. It is. So and, and you know it's it's a problem. So I want to ask you, um, kind of last thing, what's what's your outlook? You know, this summer doesn't look great with the cruise ships. I mean, I want to talk about what's your outlook this summer for the aviation um, impact to tourism here, and then maybe going forward one more summer to 2022. What's kind of your thoughts on, on the tourism, aviation specific, but also in general? Well, before I, before I forget, um, because the cruise ships aren't coming, <clears throat> we're seeing another repeat of show up for Alaska, which is basically a whole slew of locals discounts, okay? Um, for in Fairbanks, in Anchorage, in Juneau, in Sitka, in Skagway, um, they even got a website at uh, ATIA to show up for Alaska. The Travel Industry Association? Yeah, but it's showupforalaska.com is a website that catalogs, I mean, like you got 20% off uh, Kenai Fjords tours, 20% off Stan Stevens, 20% off the Alaska Railroad. It's just, they're trying to encourage locals to get out and, you know, see more of Alaska. A little bit of a, like a staycation, they call it, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Although I hate that term, but I give up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more of like, if you just don't go to work and stay home. Yeah, that's under more. your bed, maybe. Yeah, no problem. So, so aviation is, I mean, uh, Alaska is hot right now, no pun intended. Um, a lot of airlines are throwing a lot of iron at this market. And so I think that you're going to see a lot of activity out there at the airport. And Passenger and, and cargo? Well, cargo is already, already pretty, pretty. Cargo is already through the roof. Weren't we last year at one point, at some point, the busiest air cargo? I mean, I know we're, we used to be yeah. for a long time, but we've gone down. But for some period of time, we were the busiest cargo airport in the world, right? Correct. And we were hauling a lot of that PPE. Mm -hmm. You know, we were seeing the big uh, AN-225 Mir, the biggest plane in the world. That, that Antonov, that, that, that sucker is big. Yeah, come through here often. You know, come through here often. And and so there's... That's the, that's there's the Russians. Still, yeah, there's still... there's. Uh, I saw an AN-24 on the, on the deck yesterday. They come through here often. Yeah, I've, I've seen it once. And, uh, you know, the, the one that Two, what's the two two? The, the two twenty five. Yeah, that's yeah. where the nose opens up, like a like a C. Yeah, like a C five. Whoo, that's a you can get a lot of goods in there. Yeah, there's a you, you can, you can. They they the uh, uh, South Lake Union trolley down there in Seattle. Mm -hmm. They that th those things the cars were made in Hungary, and they use the Antonov wow. to bring them over. To Seattle. Spe speaking of these big, big cargo deals, this Dreamlifter we see oftentimes uh, yeah. coming to Anchorage. Is that just a fuel thing or what's going mm -hmm. on with that? That's the thing that carries the parts oh, yeah. for the Dreamliner, right? Carries the fuselage from Nagoya, Japan, down to Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, Anchorage is a, is a gas station. Yeah, and sometimes it goes down to Payne Field in Everett, but now more often it's going to Charleston. It's a weird looking deal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. It's a big deal. 
So kind of getting back to this aviation, you know, for this summer and the next summer, what, you know, what are your, you know, how many people do you think we're going to get up here? Um, maybe more people from flying this summer than in the previous summers when, you yeah, know, we had... here's the thing numbers, you know, there's a lot of numbers in those cruise numbers, but a lot of those are just, <clears throat> they're seven day cruises to go from Seattle to Seattle. Mm-hmm. So they stop in Juneau, uh, Ketchikan and Skagway and then back. So they're on the ground 20 hours, you know, so, so they're not the same as a traveler who comes here, rents a car for a hundred bucks a day and, you know, stays at a hotel or Airbnb and goes out and goes fishing for a week or, you know, goes um, up on the Alaska railroad and back to Denali and spends, you know, 500 bucks a night at some of those lodges back there. It's a completely different class of traveler that's coming up. We call them the independent travelers. They spend more, they stay longer. And really those are the types of travelers that I think that there's a real future for um, that, that's going to make tourism a more sustainable enterprise. Well, and especially with, you know, the COVID, it's still a concern for a lot of folks, I think. And Alaska, it's uh, come up here, large open spaces. It's not like you're going to Seattle or New York or Chicago or something where you're kind of crammed with people, a big city. Uh, where you come up here, you can, like you said, you can go out be far away from people and go yeah, fending, I mean, fishing or hiking or camping. The RV rentals, the travel vans, they're really busy. I, really I bet busy. that's going to be a big, yeah, big, big it's business. A, it's it's, a it's big, like, it's like everything in history. You know, you have the, the, the bug, you know, the folks who made the buggy whips, they were, as soon as cars came along, they were kind of like screwed, but this pandemic has been very horrible, but there's always, you know, some, some people always in calamities end up benefiting somehow. So, so, so by the way, the get lost travel van people, they've got these retrofitted Chrysler minivans with a with a uh, pop top up on top and the kitchen you get to from the back. Mm-hmm. Really cool setup. They'll give locals 49 bucks off a day. Wow. That, what so company is that? Get lost travel vans. And that's uh, Anchorage or that's all over? Yeah, that's in Anchorage. Okay. That's a, that's a good, that's a great deal. I think, I think it's a, I think it's a good deal. What do you think about uh, the governor's recent announcement about the free vaccines? Now, I, my first thought was, well, most people in America, I think for the most part can get one. I wonder if this is going to, if you're from, you know, if you're from Moldova or Mozambique or Angola or something, and you have some money, you know, these international folks who can't get these vaccines, I wonder if there's going to be like international travelers coming up here just for the vaccine. No. And I think that, I think that I would be much more interested to see um, the governor get behind. Actually, he's got a bill in the Senate right now <clears throat> that he spot, that he introduced to reintroduce the emergency order and get the mandated COVID-19 test. See, see, his own Department of Health and Social Services wants the data from the test, from the mm-hmm. people who are coming so that they can keep an eye on the variants, or who's coming, they started to do the lab work to really break down, you know, what, what, you know, people are bringing in. That's more, that's more important than giving somebody a vaccine, which isn't even going to kick in for two weeks. I yeah, mean, well, that, that, the, you know, the declaration doesn't expired do anything. February. It expired in February, and he said he wasn't going to issue more because now they're in session. And I've been down here. I mean, they've had some hearings on it, but uh, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I mean, there's there's a, less than a month left, and I don't, I don't just feel there's like the will for it because it's been three, 
almost three, two and a half months and they haven't been I in effect. Know. So people think, well, we don't need it. You know what? Um, there's some people. I'm all for people getting vaccines. You know what I'm saying? A yeah, but I got, I'm, I'll hold my card up here. I got my Moderna. There, there we go. My second one, two, two weeks ago. So I'm I guess in the fully vaxxed I'm, category. I'm all for it. But in terms of benefiting um, the environment for travelers around Alaska, that doesn't, giving somebody a shot at the airport doesn't really do anything until two weeks later. Right. And like, like I said, I think in, for the vast part, part of America, I mean, I think you can get a vaccine if you want a vaccine um, in almost every state. Maybe there's some ones where it's, I mean, we were kind of fortunate early on. We were one of the, I think the first state to offer it to anybody over 16. But I don't know. I just, my, my first thought was, well, maybe because some of these countries, these poor countries have no vaccines. So I was kind of thinking, you know, if, if you're from one of those places, you might want to oh, go to Alaska. for Because but if you if you get the vaccine, though, if it's the, the, the Moderna or the Pfizer, you got to stay here for two weeks. Right. Yeah. Three, well, how, how long was it? What's, what's the second three? Weeks. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, exactly. Maybe you get, the, maybe you get got, the Johnson and Johnson. I got I got Moderna. I got my number. Yeah, I got my first one on three eight, and my second one on four nine. Yeah. So yeah, that's so interesting. Maybe you know, the, maybe if they get the Johnson and Johnson, which I guess is is back on. Now. Yeah, I would just rather they they kick that back. I thought that yeah. was so kind of dumb. You know, it's like six people out of seven million. I mean, I that's like lower than that's way 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 lower than than you know other side effects from, from other vaccines we've had for decades. I mean, that's like, I think it created a panic. Yeah. It, it's, I'm, the, you know, they, Dr. Fauci and the crew at CDC did not call and ask me what I thought. They should have called Scott McMurrin here, Alaska Travelgram, and yeah. get, get, get the feedback. Well, Scott, it's been great. I mean, I love talking to you. I want to do more of these. I mean, I think, uh, and if you ever have any, um, and deals, uh, you get the travel gram. I'm always happy to share them on the landmine or give 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 you a, a, folks a link to follow you. Because I mean, I think everybody who flies at all in Alaska who's been around for any amount of time knows you. Reads your column, reads the travel gram. So can, can I just say one thing, and that is that for the first time in a little while, Anchorage is the most expensive ticket to Seattle. Juno is cheaper at seventy nine. We're at eighty nine right now. Mm-hmm. And Fairbanks is fifty nine. It's 59 bucks to fly from Fairbanks to Salt Lake City nonstop. Wow. You know, this is some, these are some real, what we call attack fares. I I, I got to, I recall, uh, was it a year or two years ago? I think it might've been two years ago. I was in Juneau for the session and there was something in Seattle happening. I was a friend of mine was doing this kind of event and I thought about, oh, I just thought, you know, you know, fuck it. I'll buzz down to Seattle from Juneau, it'll be cheap. I'll never forget this. I went, it was five or six days out so i knew it was going to be a little expensive 500 each way i'll never forget that it was you know yeah march or april of it was like two years ago um i mean you go from 500 to you know 59 it's 90 percent. yeah yeah there's no correlation between fair and rooting this is all spite and malice between alaska and delta and that trumps supply and demand every time so one more recap of of who who are the players this summer in Alaska aviation for for that passenger. Alaska is number one. Delta is number two. Uh, American is number three. Uh, Actually, United's number three. United has nonstops to Newark, Houston, 
San Francisco, Chicago, Denver, and Fairbanks. Wait, wait, nonstop from Newark to Anchorage? Correct, every day. How how long of a flight is that? Like seven hours? Six and six hours, fifty minutes. Yeah, yeah. In fact, Delta is running on the weekends starting May twenty eighth. JFK Anchorage nonstop. I've have. When was the last time we had that? I don't even remember the last time we had a JFK nonstop or Newark nonstop. Uh, Newark nonstop was last year. Yeah, they didn't they didn't operate it, but the year before okay. it was every day. Yeah, and the year before that it was Saturday only. So, so United's been doing that. And then what about some of the smaller? There's a, is Allegiant still doing that deal? Remember that Spokane or whatever? Yeah, they were going to Bellingham, but they're not here. Yeah, that's the yeah. Uh, former EasyJet guy, right? Value Jet. Value Jet. Sorry, that's the value. Think crashing in the Everglades. Yes. Yeah. Value Jet. Value Jet. The same guy. And, and so then, <laughs> then we have, then we have Frontier, and their their dog meat. Um, but again, is cheap, you know, from Denver to Anchorage. And then we also have Sun Country, who is cheap, um, flying from Minneapolis to um, to Anchorage nonstop for 98 bucks. Sun Country, I'm thinking that stri- stri- strikes me as like a Southwest kind of a, kind no, of a value airline or? No, it, it's been bought by the, by, um, it's not your grandfather's Sun Country. They used to be, a, you know, a little bit more flexible. Now they're a, strictly a ULCC low fare, high fee. You know, it's like, I mean, right now. What's you ULCC? Ultra low fare, ultra low cost carrier. Okay. And so um, right now, actually from Anchorage to Minneapolis, I take that back from Fairbanks, Minneapolis, 98 bucks one way on Delta. And Sun Country is about the same. You know, so Sun Country is flying both from Fairbanks to Minneapolis and Anchorage to Minneapolis. So Sun Country is just a summer operator for for Correct. Alaska? Correct. This reminds me of kind of when I was in Europe, you know, like Ryanair or um, I think it's EasyJet over the, Easy some, of those, yeah. some of those deals where it's like, I mean, I bought a ticket one time. It was like 50 bucks from, yeah. you know, like Latvia to Germany. But then you get on there and it's like same thing with Jetstar from Australia. Every little thing is like a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, you know, so. Five bucks to stand up and ten bucks to sit down. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, um, something else came to mind. You know, we have obviously like the Condor to Germany and uh, Yakutia, which is kind of a hitter. You know, not 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 super. Um, oh, it's a great, regular, it's a great flight. But the Kamchatka and Habarovsk. Yeah. Why don't we have? You know, with Asia so close, why isn't there? And my, I guess it's a demand issue with who's going there. But you know, it would be nice if there was Anchorage passenger flights. You know, China. Um, or Tokyo, or because you know it's always through Seattle or California. Is it just a d- demand, <clears throat> simply demand issue of? Uh, yeah. Well, well, the so the thing is, is actually the guy who who rents the Yakutia planes to to Petropavlovsk also has been involved in chartering planes from Taiwan and Korea, and also from. Um, Japan up to Fairbanks and Anchorage, but they're inbound only because the paperwork to file to haul passengers from here to Asia is too much, too much, too much trouble. 
you know, I mean, they're not going to do it. And the thing is, there's no local market to support that. That's too bad, you know, for us folks who like to travel abroad. It's just such a it's a straight shot. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Well, Scott, Scott, I appreciate doing the, the podcast. You always, you always have the best information and the updates. And I, I love just chatting with you about uh, things happening uh, next time. Hopefully we'll do it in person when I get yeah, back to Yeah, I like that. I'm all vaxxed. You're, would you get them? Are you team Moderna or team Pfizer? Uh, I think um, Pfizer. I got you know, Moderna so, in my so second I stand one. Up, so I stand up straight too. Right. That, I wanted the Pfizer because I figured if they invented <laughs> Viagra, they must know what they're doing. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> but I got the Moderna. Man, the second Moderna shot for me was rough. I was sick. Yeah, I didn't have was, it. You know, I had a sore arm for a couple of days. That's it. Yeah, I think the Moderna, it sounds like maybe had a little more, more reaction. But, I, you know, after a couple of days, it was fine. But the next day after, the Saturday after, it was fever, chills, body aches. You know, they, they say if you had the COVID, then apparently your body kind of strikes harder. You know, your immune system reacts faster. Yeah, so 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 wish me luck, Jeff. I'm, I'm uh, since I'm all vaxxed up, I'm flying tomorrow down to Seattle. I'm doing a little research. I'm flying on Delta tomorrow. Scott, really? You're you're like you're a, cheating. Like, it's like a whole nother country. You're well, I've got I've got you're, some travel credits that I need to use or lose. You're cheating on you know? Alaska, Scott. Yeah, yeah, it's research, Jeff. <laughs> well, you can research. write 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 that off then, right? So yeah. Part of the business. All right. Well, Scott McBurn, Alaska Travelgram. Folks can follow you, uh, sign up on, on your website, right? Yeah, alaskatravelgram.com. Okay, well, great, great podcast. Good talk. And thanks for the update information. And we'll be looking forward to talking to you more. Awesome, Jeff. Take care. Okay, Scott, take it easy, buddy. Bye. Folks, if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, uh, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one. Landline.